increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. The podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Market My STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to MarketMySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with Mark and my STR. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stronomics, also known as STRonomics. Kenny's got it on his ugly Christmas sweater. I've got it on mine. I'll stand up and kind of give you the full view. It's got our names on it. Kenny and I got back, well, a couple of weeks ago, we were in Whitefish, Montana for my mastermind meeting. And we all, I threw a Christmas party. We all thought we were going to win the ugly sweater contest. Yeah. I should have grabbed mine because Chris made one for me that had like Kenny and L about 15 different mastermind members on Christmas ornaments. I thought for sure I was a shoe in, but then Eric Corson shows up with this thing and this probably should have been the winner. I love Melissa, yeah. but that was a popularity contest. As you said, it was, uh, it always is. <laughs> the funny part is, is this is like a triple X. I mean, this would have fit me, you know, about four months yeah. ago. It's kind of crazy, but. Pretty cool for one of our listeners and mastermind members to uh, to make this. Although I look kind of mad up there. I wonder if that was from like on stage at the conference or something. It, it definitely was. Yeah. Last year. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so talking about the mastermind, Kenny, you wanted to talk today. I brought in Mike McCallowicz to speak about the pumpkin plan. And, you know, it's really interesting. And, and I, you said something about a lot of people after the meeting or after Mike spoke said, well, how does this apply? Or does it even apply to my short-term rental business? And it kind of baffles me. But, you know, people they just don't correlate stuff to it. And you put out a report through SCR Insights, I think it was earlier this week or last week, about the most investable markets, or was it the top 100 or the most investable markets in the U.S.? And one of the, we're going to talk about the pumpkin plan today. And I think what a lot of people think it's just, hey, let's, review our properties and look at equity and reinvest. Well, it starts with the right seeds, right? And that's really the, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's, it's the starting point for the pumpkin plan from, from Mike McCallowicz and the successful pumpkin farmers that grow these massive pumpkins. There's a lot to goes, that goes into it, but it all starts with selecting the best seeds. Whereas when you go to the pumpkin patch around Halloween and you look at those little handheld pumpkins that are two fifty dollars or $5 pumpkins that might be this big, those are the farmers that are buying the cheapest seeds and throwing as many seeds as they can, 
you know, out into the patch to start growing. And they might grow, but you know what happens, Kenny. They get moldy and then one gets disease and it affects the one next to it and the one next to that. And so I kind of want to start off and I just, I wanted to give that correlation. When you look at those top markets that you just put out in those top properties, and I look at, it's kind of funny because at Halloween, Kenny, I took my family to Gatlinburg. We never go to Pigeon Forge. And it's because my daughters wanted to go see Dollywood at Halloween. And there was this huge pumpkin and we're walking out and I handed my phone to Bria. I said, Hey, take a picture. And she's like, why do you want this picture? And I forgot that I took it till just now. I would have used it with the mastermind, you know, prepping for the meeting. It was like this. 500 pound pumpkin it had to be like six feet in diameter. I'm like, because Mike McCallowicz talks about the pumpkin plan. And that's exactly, honey, what we have done to build our portfolio to where it is today. So that's kind of, I just wanted to tee you up with that because I really want to get your perspective as the attendee, but also somebody that's a big fan of Mike McCallowicz and you've implemented Profit First. And you're, I think you're using Relay for like SDR Insights in your own portfolio, which Mike has a partnership with. So I'm kind of interested on your perspective on that as a property picker, as, you know, a SaaS, you know, software that helps us find those, you know, pumpkins, find those best seeds, kind of what's your take? Yeah. So lots of, lots of really good takes uh, from everything Mike said, but the first, the first thing, and when people afterwards were like, I don't really know how this apply. Like Mike got up and he spoke for two, three hours almost about, you know, pumpkin planting your business, which basically means like making a unique and niche down business that focus on focuses on in on a specific guest avatar, which we talk a lot about in this this podcast. And a lot of people afterwards came out and they're like, I don't really understand how like it quite relates to short-term rentals. Because he Mike McCallowish speaks to a lot of business owners. He doesn't just speak to property owners and real estate, he speaks to businesses in all different kinds of industries. But it's the concepts. And the biggest thing I was telling people is like, look, you are running a business. Okay, he's teaching you basic business concepts. And that's the big, the first takeaway that I think everyone needs to know listening to this is if you buy a short term rental, you're looking for a short term rental, you are running a business. Okay. When you were mentioning, uh, so what Mike talks about is the quantity versus quality, right? When those pumpkin seeds, we throw the, those farmers who throw all the seeds out and they grow as many as they can, even though they know like 50 to 60% are going to rot out and, and be waste, but they're just trying to grow as many as you can. I think of rental arbitrage, those guys who are, you know, 30, 50, 100 units all in the same building. I've never and thought about that, but you're 100% that's exactly correct. exactly what it is. It's the same thing when we go in these vacation markets from a purchase standpoint, and we go and buy properties in neighborhoods where they're all the same. It's the three bedrooms where you're surrounded by 400 of them in Wears Valley in Gatlinburg right now. Right. And they're it's, all the same. It's the two bedroom condos in Kissimmee or Orlando area. You know, it's like, this we're, we're doing the same thing. We're just kind of following the herd. And some people that's that that might be okay. They might be doing it for a lifestyle asset or somewhere to park some fun, but they're not doing it as investors. I'm hoping that most people listening here are wanting to invest and invest wisely to maximize their returns. And so if we're doing that, then we can't follow the herd and we can't just do what everybody else is doing because you're not going to win. You will not win and compete against people who are already established doing that one thing. So that was one huge kind of like takeaway is like, don't do what everybody else is doing. And it was really interesting because there was one person, remember who was it that was like, well, I'm pet friendly. And Mike's like, well, that's not good enough. You know, he's like, there's other people who are pet friendly too. What are you doing to be specific and unique? And they're like, 
well, we offer like doggy bags or like, you know, like the poop bag things or like, you know, there's like, that's not, he's like kept going. Like, that's not good enough. That's not. Mike's like, well, if you would have asked me my dog's name and then had Fido on the the milk bone, that is unique. Right. Right. Yep. Or, or the dog's needs or whatever, like cater towards the dogs or, and then later he was talking to someone. He's like, he's like target poodle owners or owners of specific types of dogs in, and, and really attract that group, like go. And then I love this, go to places where these people congregate, go to like the poodle owner conventions and things like that. And in, and share your place. He's like, you will attract them. They will come and stay at your place only, and then talk about it in that experience. And, so those were like some of the big things that I felt like really short-term rental investors could really grasp onto and understand, not just from like, oh, I already own a property. What do I do with it? But looking for that next property is what are what am I going, like, who am I going to be attracting? Not just families. That's not an answer anymore. It's what type of, or what, who is coming specifically? What are they like? Where are they coming from? What's their age group? What's their demographic? And target them specifically. I mean, you're getting pounded with this. You're a new HubSpot customer. They're the ones that really personified and built out the true buyer persona, right? And you remember when you went through your onboarding with them? That's It's all about that. And I think one of the problems that people have, Kenny, is their mindset, especially the W-2s. You fell into that category a few years ago. You think differently as opposed to myself as a guy that's done a million startups, right? So Mm. my... I was just sharing with you, we we're talking about the brisket I cooked for Christmas. My Wild Bill's Texas Smokehouse was no different than Bellaco Bikinis, my Glow Golf business, or investing into a piece of real estate as a short-term rental. It doesn't matter if it's a boutique hotel, if it's arbitrage, if it's a single family home, they're all a business. And business concepts apply in every single business. And I think that's the thing that people miss. I, I see the people that struggle the most in this business are the successful W-2s that have never been an entrepreneur before. You yeah. know, the doctors, the dentists, the attorneys, uh, we'll put Jeff aside. He's like this apparition because he's great with business and marketing and everything. But, you know, the, the people that haven't been out there and have, you know, immersed themselves in P&Ls and building marketing plans and client retention plans and all these different types of things, they're the ones that struggle the most, in my opinion. And they're so busy in their job that they default to just buying properties sight unseen. At least they did in 2021, where you could just point and, you know, buy, spend a half a million bucks and find a $150,000 a year property. You cannot freaking do that today, period. Mm-hmm. You just can't, unless you find, you know, that outlier in North Dakota, you know, to where you can go spend 450 grand and have $125,000 a year property. Everyone's going to go look in North Dakota. Thanks, Phil. I, yeah, I wouldn't but, invest in North Dakota. I mean, I'm, I've been to Bismarck before in the summer and the winter. There's not a whole lot up there. I mean, maybe your land has oil on it. You know, I don't know. <laughs> if I could get oil rights and do some fracking, then heck yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd be interested. So, all right, keep unpacking the pumpkin plant. Uh, all right. So we, we've kind of talked about the seeds. Uh, another thing, too, that he talks about is um, that he kind of mentioned is this idea of like quenching versus overwatering your pumpkin seeds. So like, you know, how are you going to the type of people you're attracting in your customer base, right? So um, spritzing. spritzing, just like I, spr- like I spritz that brisket every hour for the sick first six hours. Spritzing. So it would develop. 
I feel like well, wasn't like quenching where like he, he was he, like you, he used the words quenching right, but I use the word spritzing. So I was I quenched okay, the brisket, you know, outer layer. I'm spritzing it with beer or apple juice every hour, and he's talking about the same thing. The farmer that buys the cheap seeds and throws them out there just turns the sprinklers on and drowns them essentially, right? And then it, we all know that if we overwater something, we let it sit in water. What happens? Mold develops, disease right. develops, all that type of stuff. The meticulous care that the quenching happens is in Mike's terminology, I'll call it spritzing, that happens with those seeds. It's exactly what I talk about, Kenny, where every one of my fucking properties you can walk into today and they look brand new, every mm -hmm. one of them. It's, it's the 48 inches and down, you know, touch-up paint every week, every turn during the summer and once a month, you know, during the off season. It's, you know, the continuing to invest in the properties you're putting in a movie theater. You know, I put in cabanas last year at my number one property. I think the other thing that I take away outside of the quenching is the kill zone or, the, you know, that they had to kill. He didn't talk about trimming away the pumpkins that get disease or that are, you know, not growing to the size of them. When he talked, he used the term kill, right? Mm -hmm. And you go and you kill it and you like rip that thing out and create room so it's not sucking the nutrients of the pumpkin next to it, right? And that really resonates with me because I've kept my portfolio small, as you know, because, but I want to keep my maximum producers in there. So I kill my, my weakest performing property and I take that cash, I take those seeds and I redeploy those. I may even add a couple of seeds to it if I have to. You know, I may pull, uh, you know, it may be enough seeds where I can divide them into two, you know, and then redevelop them into different rows or whatever that is. But a lot of this is mindset. It all starts with mindset, right? And I think that, that the spritzing, that, that nurturing, that keeping your property in, in tip-top shape and like new for every customer that comes in, it does two things. Most people can, I think, default to, oh, that's going to help me get better reviews. Well, that's a byproduct of that. But really what it's doing is it setting you up to save time and money on the back end to potentially make it easier to bring that guest back, mm. right? And that's really what we want to do is we want to bring that guest back. You know, there's so much talk about driving direct bookings. You drive direct bookings, in my opinion, by using the marketing, using the OTAs, the platform, Facebook ads, social media, email, or whatever to bring people in for the first time. You bring them back by knocking their fucking socks off with hospitality and your amenities and most importantly, that uniqueness of the design for that specific buyer persona. And you and I both know you're in the customer acquisition business for guests, for STR Insights users, for property finders, whatever it is. It is six times less expensive to grasp more share out of my wallet once I become a customer of yours than it is to acquire a new customer. And I think if our, if our, fellow investors and hosts can get that into their mindset to understand that when the person books, as Mike says, you got to be unique. You need to quench them. You need to spritz them. That's why I've got like an average of nine messages that goes out before somebody even checks in. And it's just giving value, value, value. And you build out that great touch state digital guide. And it's not just about the house. It's about the restaurants and the activities and the NASCAR races at your place and the best place on the lake when you go down the is it Seneca Lake, I think Seneca Lake, you know, to watch the sunset and those things you're setting the table. And that it's for me, it's like, man, Mike is speaking my language. And I really hope all of you 
by the pumpkin plan because it it applies to Kenny's properties that he owns in Buffalo and Arizona and whatever that town is that you bought that $300,000, like million dollar revenue producing. What's the name of that place? Million dollar. Yeah, I know, right? What is the name of that place? I'm still watching. <laughs> But it's the same thing in STR Insights. It's the same thing in your property finder. It's the same thing in strvas.com, by the way, if you need VAs. It's the same thing with every single business. People either get it or they don't. If they don't get it, they need to learn it. Yeah. I think that the approach, like where our mind shift needs to change from just like what markets work and where should I buy a property next to like, what's the type of property that I'm going to be like, who, who do I want to go after, you know? And it's easier to figure that stuff out from the beginning than like when you're already in it, you're like trying to like, Oh wait, who, who am I trying to target this for? Like who, who's coming down here? You know, how do I like, cause it's a lot easier, frankly. I mean, from what I've, even myself, like it's easier to market towards ourselves. A lot of the things we do, I mean, just to keep it on, like we know most in a lot of our places, like we're not marketing towards ourselves. But it's easy. And a lot of people try to do that. When I have conversations with people, they're like, oh, I would like to do this. It's like, you would like that. But are your guests going to like that? I, they do I, it subconsciously so many times. You it's know what true. I mean? It's true. So why would But it you... starts with the property picking. Exactly. It starts with the, oh, I, I, I'm a beach guy. I'm going to go to the beach. Oh, I like houses that can see the beach. And I like white houses. And I like putting dressers in my bedrooms and all these things. So we do shit the way that we want to do it. Right. Right. So it, it really does come down to the, the property picking and how and who you're who you're going to target and really doing that market research beforehand. And that that's just key. I, I really think that's key to being successful nowadays, rather than just going to the cookie cutter places and expecting it to, oh, I'm going to be in this market. Millions of people come here every year. Therefore, I'm going to capture the revenue, you know, ample to be successful. That just doesn't fly anymore. That's that's not how we're going to maximize returns, at least for those listening to this podcast. I mean, blue collar Bob and wealthy Wendy don't stay in the same properties typically. No. Right? And unless blue collar Bob goes with wealthy Wendy. Wealthy Wendy might spend $1,500 a night. Blue collar Bob, who might have a household income of 150000 200000 combined income, you know, is probably not going to be spending 1000 or $1,500 a night on a vacation rental. So those are the things that we have to consider ahead of time and then all the way through the process. I did my 2024 predictions on SDR and filtered earlier this morning, Kenny. And I, th and I think the big thing that I see is what you're talking about. And that's why I migrate to super properties. You better be, you, you better be that arbitrage or that boutique hotel or that one, two, but you better be low cost occupancy volume base, or you better be super true, super property at the top the middle's getting squeezed. The middle is going away. And I think it's going to get even worse in 2024. Yeah. And we should talk about that more in the next episode. <laughs> we can. And it, it, it applies to the pumpkin plan because the pumpkin plan, honestly, if you go and you think, if you, if you take your kids to go buy pumpkins, you know which ones they almost never buy? They don't buy the ones that are this size. They want the little cool, little teeny tiny ones, or they want the ginormous ones, ones yeah. right? And who's, who's shopping at Gap and Sears and Kmart? You don't because they're fucking gone, you know, today. <laughs> you're either going to Nordstrom or Restoration Hardware, or you're going to literally Home Goods or, you know, TJ Maxx or the discount shops. The middle road is gone. Go walk into your shopping mall. Go, walk, go drive around your shopping malls are the epitome of this, right? 
what restaurants used to be in the parking lots or in shopping malls, your Ruby Tuesdays, your Red Robins, they're all going away. The medium sized restaurant, all the stores used to be medium. Now they're either high end or they're low end. And that's it. That's what our life is turning into. You have to make a choice. Where do you want to be? Because if you want to stay right here in the middle, you're going to get fucking crushed. You're going to get pushed down. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Crushed. Well, we don't want you to get crushed. We <laughs> no, want we you don't. To get up here. Go get Kenny's report and look at the, you know, what was it? Top 100 investable markets? Is that what it was? It's top investable markets. I think there's like 80 markets in there, but they're broken down by budget, also by destination type. And then Kenny's top 10 pick. We, we should take a look at that list. So you might okay, we'll do that on the, uh, on the next episode of STR Anomics, also known as Stronomics. Anomics. Yep. See you guys next week, everybody. Thank you for listening to STR Anomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today.